With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go here. I feel bad. Why? I'm not going to be able to vote for Nelson Cruz for the Hall of Fame, <laughs> although I probably will be dead by the time he's eligible because he'll play another five years. Pat, he's going to drive in 100 <laughs> runs in a 60-game season. <laughs> yes, he is. But uh, because he had the steroid yep. thing, I have not voted for the steroid guys, so that puts me in a bad situation. what's your rule to those that don't know? Yes, it's, uh, it's like America. If you cheat and don't get caught, fine. If you cheat and get caught, tough bananas. Right. That's right. That's the Royce Everybody rule. says, who do you, how do you know who was cheating and who wasn't? Well, you know, who cares? We don't. You know, who, look into prison. See, uh, you know, you can tell, <laughs> you know, you can tell who got who got caught and who doesn't. Right. You know, so that's my rule. I'm, I'm voting Did for the Did he just get man. popped the one time? Yes, and he never failed a. Drug test, but he was a biogenesis uh, client. Right. Okay. That's and right. And he came up, and he accepted a fifty-game suspension in third. Was it thirteen? Thirteen in Texas. Thirteen on uh, in early August, because otherwise baseball said they were going to try to suspend him for a hundred. You know, it was yep. like dealing with the feds. Right. <laughs> They're going to try to deal you with a hundred games. He said, "I looked at all his stuff up today." Uh, that he had lo- he had had a parasite that winter in his stomach and sure. had lost forty pounds, mm-hmm. and he went to Genesis Biogenesis and uh, to to get his strength back. Uh, the Jeff Passan, who was then what Yahoo maybe I think Where so was he Yeah, I think he was Yahoo. Send out worst excuse in the history of baseball. Everybody in baseball is laughing at him for coming up with this excuse. But, uh, you know, he's now obviously been tested frequently for seven years and hasn't popped positive. So, And here's what, so watching the game yesterday, I was watching it with a very uh, unbiased observer, my mm-hmm. dad. Okay. Of course. You know, yeah. he, he, he is very, you know, non-pro Minnesota sports. Yes. But we're sitting there talking about this guy. He just turned 40 or 41. Did 40 he, he in just, uh, June, I believe. And I told him, I said, they're going to have to give him a multi-year deal after this. He's 18 months older than his manager. Uh, but uh, Unbelievable. But uh, I, I, I told you about this. Verducci, 
who's a very, for a sports writer, is a very good baseball analyst, mm-hmm. you know. In after the World Series, I think, of 2018, when Cruz was a free agent, they were doing something on how the older free agents aren't getting any contracts. And Verducci did this like five, six-minute thing on Cruz's swing and how he had maintained his bat speed. And, you know, at 38, how unusual it is, but he had maintained his bat speed. And that somebody was going to give him a deal because— uh, because of that, because mm-hmm. that that uh, still most you know obviously he didn't get what he what he, what he thought he should have get he should have gotten he got another he had another fantastic year, you know when he came back from steroids a year he uh, his first year in Baltimore was fourteen I think he led the American League in home runs and then he went and you know he he played he turned down fourteen in Texas because they wanted to sign him and he then he hit the open market. And this was kind of the start of old guys not getting money. Mm-hmm. He went to Baltimore, and also he was, you know, coming off the steroid suspension, and he only got eight million in in Baltimore in 2014. Led the league in home runs, mm-hmm. I believe, and, and then, then went out to Seattle, Seattle and yeah. had four fantastic years for them. But uh, he obviously has great knowledge. Of what you're trying to do to him, you know, what pitches to sit on, which one's not, but he's so damn strong. Oh, uh, now legendary, and we haven't really done anything. And you know, in the day, you know, you'd, you'd like to have somebody go down and spend four days with him watching him work out, you know, because supposedly his workouts in the even though he's most famous for his naps. I was going to say, you can't underrate the nap room. But he uh, apparently his offseason is dedicated to uh, to working out. And, you know, he's what he's got. He went over 400 and uh, and uh, he's heading where now. I oh, mean, he's, you know, he was about 26 when he broke in, too. He, he, when he uh, he uh, he actually was I thought he was drafted by Milwaukee, but he was with a couple other clubs. In the minor leagues, and he spent three years in the Dominican Summer League in the rookie league down there, the lowest level uh, rookie league. He was a basketball player. And, I did not know. Yeah, that. Yeah, he was a basketball player as a youth, and he was that's what he thought he was going to be. And then he spent, but he didn't get out. He didn't get to the states for three years. Right. You know. And, and I uh, remember it because the, the 2011 World Series, you know, I felt bad for him because Washington had him playing in right field against yeah. the Cardinals. Not Washington. Uh, Washington. Ron Washington was the manager. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Texas, and, yeah. And in yeah, Texas. And he, didn't, he didn't get, he wasn't deep enough on that ball. Yeah. And it wasn't his fault. He's a designated hitter playing right field. He well, was just there you know because what? of. Last year was the first year that he's never played in the field. Last year was? I mean, he's been a DH largely for about five years, but. He, he would go out and play the outfield once in a while. Remember, there was some talk last year. Oh, I do. Now I do remember that. games that he'd go play the outfield. I suppose when he was with Seattle and they're yeah, playing in yeah, the National League, yeah, they, we got to have his bat in the lineup. Okay. But I think he's been a DH about four or five years. Well, and if Buxton's in the lineup, Baldelli could say, just yeah. stand right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but he's gotten bigger, too. I mean, he was a pretty, he was a pretty good athlete in his day. Now he's... Uh, now he's strictly a All slugger. All you needed to know is that pitch that he fisted to right the right field wall. Mm-hmm. 
it was unbelievable. Yeah. To stay but, uh, in on that ball and then clear the bases with a double. I'll tell you uh, two things. We still got last year's baseball. Yes. <laughs> and B, 93 and guaranteed in Chicago on a July day. Nobody can go back and look at numbers from last spring and say, this guy was doing this, you know, by comparison. Because there is no comparison between hitting a baseball in, in Minnesota April. on April 4th <laughs> right. and hitting a ball in Chicago on July 27th when it's 93. There's no comparison. That is true. That ball was, uh, there's a couple, three of those balls you didn't think were hit that good, and they, they were home runs. Well, and I think on the broadcast, I, it was either Dick or Morneau. I can't remember which one said it, but basically that what you were just saying, how it's difficult because normally the pitchers are ahead of the hitters at the beginning of the season. And I expected that to be the case. And we, yeah, we both did. And it's just the opposite now. Well, it depends upon who the pitcher is. They didn't like Dallas Keuchel's junk That's this true. early in the year. That's it was true. hard to time that crap. And Miguel, I'd say the pitchers are ahead of Miguel. <laughs> And that would include Matt Lane from the Faribault Lakers and strike his ass out in about two seconds. Yeah. He is terrible. Well, first of all, you come in late and then you got to sit out the first 14 days because of the, because of your, uh, popping the, the, COVID but test. the shame of it is to see what this lineup was going to do over 162 games. Yeah. It's, uh, man, it's are something. they, they can hit. Wow. You know what? That little second baseman can put the bat in the ball. Oh, oh. you know, he won the game on Friday night that, you know, yep. off the lefty. That guy, that bummer is one of the best. You know, he was fantastic last year. And for him to stay on that on that pitch and hit it down the right field line, I mean, it was it was kind of away from him, and you don't look at him as a pull hitter, but that one he pulled. His hands might be better than Eddie's. <laughs> oh, yeah, they may probably because well, he's certainly more selective, and he doesn't have the powers yeah. of Rosario. But he, he, you can't strike him. You out. know what he has? He has the Carew thing. That no matter how shallow you play him, he's got that. He's got that line drive that lands 90 feet out on the grass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's yes. Got, he's got that yep. ball that gets down in front of the outfielders. And uh, a lot of times you think, hey, I popped it up, and, and boom, it's a sinking liner. And it's, uh, yeah, he's something. You could hit him first. Uh, two guys I'm worried about, obviously, Sano and Garber doesn't look like he's swinging that well to me. Yeah, I, I know because he the the first game Friday he had a couple of loud outs, but yeah, Saturday he well nobody looked good against Keuchel on Saturday. No, yeah, yeah, and it's you know as I told you the old Gene Mock theory, <laughs> slot ballers are good early and late. Yeah, and Keuchel, he's gotten slower. Yeah, he his fastball is now eighty six. Well, he looks like Tommy Malone. Yeah, he does. They're they're the same. By the guy. way. Don't disparage Tommy Malone. Opening day starter for the Baltimore Orioles. You're kidding no. me. He was the opening day. He's still day, in the league? He was the opening day starter for Baltimore. Here, I, you, I heard he you say opening day starter, and I thought you were going to say the Cologne Hollanders that he was pitching for them. No. And you know who else is in their rotation? Cole Stewart is no. in their rotation, I think. Yes, he is. I think he's going to pitch this week that, if they play. They took two or three from the Red Sox. Yes. Red so you know who Red Sox game two starter was? No, I missed Martin it. Martin Perez. Really? And you know who their ace? Nathan Eovaldi. Well, because Rodriguez has got some disease or something. And sales out for the year, right? Sales out for the year. 
And Eduardo Rodriguez, who was their best pitcher, uh, left has got some ailment, and it's not COVID, but it's some heart something. Oh, really? Okay. Heart palpitations. I didn't know Tommy Malone started. Tommy Malone. Oh, I didn't know either. And I said, "She got a kid brother or something?" <laughs> I looked it up. Tommy. I in fact, I tweeted out. I you know, uh, I I see this as a sign. <laughs> Of a difficult uh, season, uh, shortened season ahead for the Orioles. Tommy Malone, opening day starter. There was nothing better in the glory days of 1500 ESPN. Touchdown, Tommy. When we'd be sitting in the old prep studio <laughs> in a Twins day game with Tommy and listening to you cuss like a sailor. <laughs> How can he bleep it? Bl- oh, throw it over. <laughs> it was just three great. and two on everybody ever faced. And I guess you can't blame him. Because he knows he's not going to yeah. blow it by anybody. <laughs> but the kid at uh, Gaylord, Rodney, throws it better than he does. Right. You know? Oh. And, uh, you know, he throws 90 at least. Yeah. You know what Tommy has? A good agent. Yes. That's what Tommy has. Keiko got a three-year deal? Yes, well, he 57. did. Yes, he did. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of thought the Twins. I am uh, still, I, I still have my concern about the rotation, especially after that. That's as bad as Brios has ever been. Now, the strike zone was tight that night, but there was no life on the pitches. No. The, the, the breaking pitch didn't go zip, you know, didn't have that left right. And, and I know he got a nine rod lead early. I was impressed with Maeda yesterday. He yes, was, I was. He, he was he hitting spots. Yes, he did. I mean, he went out he there did. and just he threw it over, but some of yeah. those. Breaking pitches, he was getting him right on the corner there. I, yeah. I was very impressed. Yeah, by he him. was. Yeah, he was good. He's probably, uh, you know, at this point. I the only time I'd seen him pitch, well, I saw him pitch in Florida, but I can't remember two innings or something. I saw him pitch the other day in that inter squad game against the Twins, and he must have been working on stuff. Ah, yeah. I think that was. Uh, isn't that what uh, Dick and Justin told us from Wrigley Field on Wednesday that Homer was working on stuff? I believe so. I yeah, believe I that's... said distance. <laughs> <laughs> Contreras, by the way, hit another one yesterday about 700 miles. That guy will take a committed swing. You know who swing. is, is going to be a superstar? That Robert. That kid is yes. going to be a star. But I got an issue with a Spanish kid who pronounces it Robert. I know. I want to say Robert. Robert. Come on. Well, I heard Gladdy the other day saying Robert goes over and makes a catch. I said, come on, Gladdy. It's, come on, Gladdy. It's Robert. That's and then the, I hear Provis, and he says, Robert. And I said, okay. That's the ball I was referring He's to with Garver. Him, yeah. Garver smoked that ball in the left center yeah. field. That should have been it. But that kid... He's Buxton in the outfield. Plus, he's a brick outhouse. Oh, dude. he's got the. Uh, he looks like a tight end. Yeah. How about Eloy? Uh, did you watch the Twins yesterday? I watched nearly every pitch, even when it got out of hand, because I just needed some ball. <laughs> Eloy uh, is going to have to learn a little about. You don't jump when you're already at the fence. Well, when I, you're I, under the fence, you got you got to jump a little earlier than that. I Eloy. said this yesterday. When you know you've taken three steps on the warning track, yes, that's it. You should put the brakes on. <laughs> yes, because you're out of room. You're you're uh, you're. It's too late to jump then, Eloy. Now, but. talent is much different, but he reminded <laughs> me of Gomez. Mm-hmm. A little bit yesterday with the because he ended up coming out of the game. Yeah, a few innings after he he had run a into the wall. Couple innings later, I yeah. think he said, "Okay, it's nine nothing. It's nine, nine nothing. Nine, it's one hundred and two degrees. Yeah, ninety three <laughs> feels like hundred and ten. Yeah, no, thank you. Hey, Skip, uh, yeah, why don't you get yeah, someone else out here? 
Meanwhile, baseball in crisis today. Uh, we'll, we're taping this on uh, right around noon, and uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Two games uh, postponed today. Miami allegedly with 14 positive coronavirus Oof. tests, and they uh, they were occupying the uh, visitors' clubhouse in Philly. So the Yankees Phillies game has also been postponed. I am sure the Yankees want to make sure uh, that place is properly scrubbed. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, who knows what's gonna what this could lead to? I mean, if you shut down a team, and Miami, if they got 14 positives, can't be expected to play Tuesday. Yeah, because what's the if, rule? If they miss a series, uh, I would imagine what it comes to is. You end up having to go by winning percentage. They're not going to make these forfeits. You can't. You can't make right. a team. You can't make a team forfeit a game because pe- people are sick, right? Okay. Uh, so. So you suspect that that's what they're going to end up doing? I would guess they'd end up if you play fifty-seven games, they'll just take your winning percentage or fifty-six and take your winning. Per- there's so got gall darn many. Uh, there's so gall darn many right. spots in the playoffs that you can do it that way. Watch the team like uh, the Royals. You know, ten games to go. Oh, we got COVID. We. Got- yeah. <laughs> you know who? Uh, you know who? Uh, when they split the season in uh, ninety, uh, no, in uh, when they had a strike in eighty one, and they played two halves. They just played the schedule the second half. They just and there was. I think the twins, the twins played had more home games that season than any team in baseball by about six. They had sixty out of one hundred eleven at home, really, which was really helpful to build that attendance up to four hundred sixty nine thousand for home <laughs> attendance. But uh, but you know there were teams in that second half they were choosing playoff spots that had played like. Five games different in total. Really? And also in the first half, too. So uh, it, it would not be unprecedented to go by winning percentage. Well, and I forget if it was you that told me this, but I heard Kirkshin, and he said, uh, or I saw saw it, uh, a quote from him that said, listen, this is a gimmick year, so let's just let's try the guy on second base yes, in the 10th. Yes, but he's, he's opposed to it, but I got news for him. It's happening. Oh, yeah. Well, it's that's happening. how Cleveland lost to the Royals on Saturday night. Yeah. Or they Saturday afternoon, third, whatever it was. Right? Yep. They bonded them to third. I, is that an earned run against the pitcher? Boy, that's a good call. I don't know. You know, if I'm a pitcher, I don't want that to be. That's that's like counting goals, goals against hockey goalies well, when they're playing three on three. Well, and not to mention he was bunted over and then he, he scored on a sack fly. Mm-hmm. So he never they never gave up a hit, I don't think, and they still lost the game. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if that's an earned run or not. Boy, I don't think I it should looked, be though if it no, is. But I would I guess I could accept it in the twelfth inning. Not in the next tenth? year, no. I I mean now this year, fine. Oh you're saying tenth. next year for twenty twenty one. I guess gotcha. I can accept in the twelfth, but Manford they're going to love it. They're, oh, yeah. they're going to get a positive reaction from younger fans. Oh, it's great. Well, the younger fans, by May of next year, won't give a damn about whether you got a guy on second or not. You get you get 20 minutes of excitement this year, and then you change the game completely. I could, I get, I could accept it in the 12th, I guess, but not in the 10th. Why not play, you know? Why not play two more innings and sure. then, then when it's becoming a mar- marathon, then put the guy in second. And I, but I, you know what, the one rule that I that was implemented, and that this was coming in regardless of COVID or not, 
was the the three batter rule. I think I'm going to oh, like that. Oh, I'm all in on that. Yeah. I was hoping for two. Remember, I was campaigning That's for true. two. That's true. Yes, you, yes, you and were. They, they upped it. And I'm great. I think it's great. Because the rule is three batters or completing an inning. I mean, correct? these games, are, yes. Okay. And these games are taking eight hours already. It would, yeah. What if we had the old boom, boom, boom? Oh, you know, Renteria would have had 11 pitchers in the game. Yes, they, yeah, they yesterday would have been. Renteria used seven to win the game after. Didn't he after Keuchel went, or maybe the Friday he used seven? It was know. Friday because Keuchel. Keuchel went six. Right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. But even yesterday, because Lopez didn't even make it out of the first, no. did he for them? No. Yeah. He was. Uh, uh, I I gotta say, I was watching TV and I, when they walked Rosario, I said that was smart. You get to pitch to Jake Cave now, and Jake. Oh. Jake. Hits it what one foot over the fence? Maybe gets us. Yeah, maybe one foot. Jake, so Jake's played twice. He's got six RBIs. Yes, we'll never get rid of him now. <laughs> My little guy Lamont Wade will never get in the lineup. Oh, that's now. right. You were the one campaigning for Lamont yes. to play center. What what is the deal with Buxton? Is he, I think when he'll is he? play this week on Tuesday. I think he might play Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see much of the birds over the weekend. How are they looking? Do you know much about them this year? Ooh. The Cardinals. Uh, they won two out of three, I think. I think they're going to be good. Okay. You know, they might be favored in that division. I don't know. It's either I think the or... Cubs are way better than people think. You do? And uh, the Brewers, you know, they're, they're, they've lost some of their people. They lost Grandall, who hit 28 for them last year or I know. Something. Well, you know who I don't think people should sleep on are the Reds. Oh, I, think I like the Reds. I think yeah. the Reds are going to be a good team they got some year. good young pitchers, too. Yeah. And they spent a little They're kind of like the Whiteys. They spent some money, except they've... Might catch the ball better. That's a uh, oof. The uh, the fielding aspect of the game is not a strength of those whiteies. The no. way it looks. Well, and they have Anderson, who's a great player, but he's very lackadaisical when it comes to playing shortstop. He likes to kick it around a little bit. I think he likes to backhand that ball. Too. Yes, he does. You know, instead yeah. of run, make all the way, run all the way around, and get in front of it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think they're good. But they're pitching at this. But they the Giolito getting knocked around like that had to shock the hell out of me. I think so too. Yeah. How about Kepler's first home run though? That ball was in. So and it pulled that hand the way he pulled his hands through. Unbelievable. I we were gonna go watch uh, the the bride and I were gonna take the boys up the street to go watch the card or the the Chanass and Redbirds playing the Victoria Vicks on Friday night. Yeah. And I said I just want to watch the first pitch. You know the <laughs> home run. <laughs> I said all right. Let's Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. Is he had a hit? He 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 had a five thousand OPS after his first two at bats. I loved your tweet, by the and, way. Uh, I don't like his chances of keeping that up. <laughs> no, he won't keep. It. He won't keep that up. But I don't think he's got a hit since, has he? Well, he hit the two home runs in the first two at bats, yeah. and I don't. Yeah, I don't think he got but another man, hit. That was a the oh. way a guy can get down in there and pull his hands through like that. Wow. It reminded me of how you used to describe Paul Molitor. He was ready to hit. Oh yeah. <laughs> well. He's a, you know, he's our last forty-year-old Fina, Molitor. Yeah, yeah. And Cruz is. Uh, was he forty his first year here, Paul? I'll have to look it up. He what was was ninety-six, right? Was his ninety-six, and he only had. Yeah, uh, I can look it up real quick. He only had two hundred and uh, well, how many hits? Two hundred twenty hits or yeah, something. Right. Different, a little different kind of hitter than Nelson, but uh, now remind me of your take on that because that's your puck lost his vision, right? Yeah, was it ninety six? Yeah, well, look were at, they a playoff team? If if puck, yeah, probably. Okay. Look up, uh, their pitching was terrible. Ninety six, Mulder was thirty nine. Thirty nine, 
And what were his numbers? He had, <clears throat> here we go, hits. 225. 225 led the league, I believe. Yes, he did. 41 doubles. Wow. Eight triples as a 39-year-old. triples. And he had 113 ribbies, baby. Yeah. Wow. 341. Wasn't his 3,000th hit a triple that season? At Kansas City. Kansas City. I I had a poster of that. I think somebody didn't make a great play on it, right? But it was a triple. Yeah. Well, that was the old AstroTurf days, you know, in Mm -hmm. Kansas City, too. So, by the way, that year, Patrick, he finished. 13th in the MVP balloting really? as Look a 39 up, uh, year old. run scored. I believe he scored 140. In, uh, in 96. Because they both finished the year. I, I'll never forget this. They both finished the year with the same batting average. Yeah. They both hit uh, both 341. hit 341 that year. Yeah. Let's see. Where's Nobby here? And then, thankfully, Dark got Nobby signed. <laughs> yes, he did. Well, they still made out okay with that trade. All mm-hmm. right, here we go. Nobby in 96, he had 197 hits. That's tough when you have 197 hits yeah, and you finish second walks. on your team. Look at his walks. His walks were, he had 98 walks. 98 walks. His on base was 448. 448, and he scored 140 runs. I 35 think. doubles. He had 14 triples that year. Wow. And he had 13 dingers. Was it 140 runs scored? He had 100. Look at you. You don't remember where you parked no, your car, no, but no. you remember what Nobby had <laughs> yes, for runs scored in 1996. I wow. got along good with Nobby, which wasn't easy. He could get a little grumpy, but Nobby and I were buddies. Well, wasn't he one of those guys uh, that was really you know, affable as a kid, and then he yeah, kind of got, got surly? He got, uh, then he met Dave Hollins, and I think he, <laughs> I think he started taking some energy pills. I don't know. <laughs> Then he, then I don't know what, New York was, you know, he wanted to go to New York. He was Jeter's running mate for a while, but I don't think it was good for him. Too much pressure. I'll never forget. I think it was uh, your paper retweeted a couple of days ago the photo of TK with his hand on Nobby's shoulders. They were throwing stuff at him. Yeah, at, at the, yeah. yeah they retweeted that. Why we decided we hated Nobby? I, well, because he wanted out, I guess. Sure. He was so outspoken about it. But, but look uh, at what they got in return for him. But I knew he was hard up for friends. When I covered which World Series was it? Uh, he played in uh, must have been '98, but he, he was he did he play in all three '98, '99? I believe 2000? so. Yeah, because they moved him to left. Yeah, they moved him to left. That's so we could throw stuff at him. Yeah, but then '98, I think he was still second baseman, and uh, he's taking BP, and I'm standing behind the rope over there talking to somebody, and I look up, and he says, "Hey, how you doing?" And Nobby comes over, and he's talking to me for like ten minutes during BP. <laughs> I said, boy, this guy's lonely. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to talk to me. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I got along with him. Because 98... You know what I admired about him? What's that? He always added... He was always working on adding something to his game. You know, steal stolen bases, walks. Uh, I mean, he'd... This, this year, I'm going to do this, you know. Sure. A little more power, stuff like that. He, he was a hell of a player. Yeah, he was. You know, he actually... They never had a ceremony for him. For the Twins Hall of Fame, because he had the the, uh, the problem with situation. his second wife, yep. sort of like the one he had with his first wife, and uh, but I think he isn't. I think he isn't Hall of Fame. Well, they were they going not. to have one for him, yeah, correct? And, and then they canceled. He, I it. think he's. They still list him there. Maybe I don't. I don't know. They 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 may maybe decide not to put him on there. But I think he's. I think he is considered a yeah. Twins Hall of Famer. Well, he was a good player. 
He's a good oh, player. Oh, he's a great player. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, I mean, you know, you got to remember in 91, they uh, – they didn't really. He didn't go. To, they didn't go to spring training knowing he was going to be their second baseman. No, it was because it was Nelson Liriano, right? Wasn't he had projected yeah, to be the starter? I, I Nobby so, beat him out. They, they got rid of. When did Lombo leave? Oh, when they traded for Tommy Her. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. he was on. He was on the team in '88, but then they got her for Bernanski, which we was got, a dumb trade. We got trade. into a conversation the other day about. Uh, uh, I get. Oh, I somebody redid the send out. What I wrote on the preview I wrote on the Twins for the Sporting News Baseball Annual, not not the weekly magazine, but the oh sure, and for which year? Which, for eighty four. Eighty four. Okay. And for the season, but the deadline for that thing was like the middle of December. You know, I I would guess okay. for the annual because they wanted it on their shelves by February, right? Yep. And there was no mention of Puckett in there because he was. You know, in Visalia, you know, which that, was the A team, the single yeah, A team. team he'd yeah. spent eighty three in Visalia, and he wasn't on the radar. And uh, you know, and they thought Izzy was gonna. They still had hope for Izzy. Eisenreich. Jim Eisenreich, yep. yeah. Even though he'd only played two games in eighty three, they thought they had the medicine, the medical figured out because it was Tourette's, right? And they were gonna, yeah, and yep. they were gonna bring him back in eighty four. He only he played twelve games in about three different shifts. Went home to St. Cloud, got made eligible to play for St. Cloud Rack, and was this was the uh, MVP of the of the state amateur tournament, state class B tournament. But uh, it brought me back to somebody said, "Well, what would have they done with P- Puckett of Eisenreich stayed? Izzy would have been a left fielder. He would have been a left fielder. He he wasn't a great thrower, but he could run. Mm-hmm. He was a hitting sob." And he could go catch the ball. He just wasn't. So you would have had him, Puck, and Bruno. That would have been a pretty good Ooh, outfit. That would have been real yeah. good. So if that would have happened, would they no ever? Dan Gladden. I was going to say, would, would they have, have traded for Gladden? Dan Gladden would be uh, fixing brakes in Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't have. But, uh, uh, yeah, they, he, he, you know, because he still would have been around in 87. He was 24, maybe 20. Because Eisenreich ended up having a run with Kansas City. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Well, Phillies, too. He was and the with Phillies. The 93, That's right. 93 Phillies, he didn't play all the time, but he hit like 360. Wow. I remember the Phillies, uh, I mean, and that's, you know, I, I caught up with him with the Phillies. and Well, actually in Kansas City, they got, you know, they figured out the medicals, and, and I, I went down and did a piece on him down there, and uh, he'd become a family man, had a couple of kids, and a great guy, hell of a guy. And they'd figured out the, you know, how to. The trouble with the twins is they tried to give him medicine for him, and they knocked him out. Basically, he'd be in the. Oh, they so never drowsy. got the medicine right. He'd be sitting there sleeping in the dugout. They didn't want to send him up to the plate. But the the amazing thing about him is when he was having his uh, spells, mm-hmm. and he was bad, he'd go up to the plate, and you'd be saying, "Oh Christ, no!" And that moment when the pitcher released the baseball, he'd be. Perfectly caught. Really? He could still hit. Yeah. Wow. He could still hit. I didn't know but that. But I remember we're in the Metrodome. Don't know which game it was. If it's game one, game two, everything's fine. He's in a lineup. I think it's 84. And you see him start pacing in center field, walking around, walking around. And we're all going, son of a Because you knew it was coming back. Sure. You sure. know it was coming back. And... Uh, and but uh, you know he had, he ended up having a good career. I think he still lives in the Kansas City area. Oh, does he really? I was just going to ask where he's at. Bunch now. of kids and uh, but man, 
I went over and saw him in, at Whiskey Rapids in 81 Yeah, uh, during the strike and uh, went over and saw their A-team a with the purpose of writing about him. Man. You know, the next year he was in the big leagues. He played in low A. Next year he was their starting uh, starting center fielder. Wow, Pat, I didn't realize he had played that long. I mean, I knew he had a decent when run. When did he get back? He 87? damn near played till he was 40. Yeah, well, what, Kansas City, 87? So, maybe? yeah, 82, 83, 84 with the Twins. Sat out 85 and 86. 87 with the Kansas City Royals. And then went to the Phillies in 93 as a 34-year-old. And then was with the what Phillies. What did he hit for the Phillies? Uh, in 93, I got it right here. He hit 318 uh, okay. with uh, 115 hits. And he was okay. he was just a part-time player, right? Yeah. And they had a great nickname for him there, the Phillies being the reverent group they were, Dahmer. <laughs> they thought he looked like Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he was, I didn't know he was He was proud of it. Yeah, they all call me Dahmer. He said, well, I said, you know, that's uh, you eat up fastballs, I guess. The maybe. 93 that's, Phillies, Pat. Oh, God. What a collection of misfits on that squad. Oh, it was fantastic. And they were, what, they lost in six or seven to Toronto. Was it game it's six or seven when Carter hit the home six. run? Okay. Six. But I mean, you're, a, you're two wins away. Well, that from... was a game they had the 15 14 brawl That's right. with the rain delay That's in the right. middle of it. And they, uh, it was great. Oh. And, and, you know, I had Fergosi as the manager, and we were buddies. Yeah. And Pod was the pitching coach. Oh, that's right. Pod was the pitching coach. And this was when the clubhouses were closed before the game. Before the World Series. Yeah. Okay. And I'd go rap on the door and say, hey, See if Pod reaches in there. Tell him Racy wants to talk to him. He'd wave me in. I'd go in and sit in the sit in the manager's office with him and Fergosi for two hours and hear those two goofy SOBs, and you know the players. But Dalton, Dalton, who believed we lived in an alternate universe. Sure, sure. You know he had that that whole deal going, and uh, you know Dykstra, Mitch Williams, wild thing, and uh, and Cruck was the all timer. Cruck was crazy. Wicker and I drove to. Keister, West Virginia. Uh, the series was going from. Uh, uh, we were going. We must have been at the National uh, American League playoffs or something. For some reason, we drove to Keister before they played. In, I guess we drove from Philly to Keister on okay. the day off, which was Crux's hometown. Mm-hmm. And he'd married a girl he met at the video store, you know. I mean, he was when he was in there, you know, just a local gal. And he married her. And he had this big house up in the woods, you know. This is like the, the movie uh, Deer Hunter, you know. It's that deer hunter country, you know. And these guys were, you know. The, there's a famous story. One of them was about how he's uh, he had a pool. Indoor pool. Mm-hmm. They had an indoor pool, big glass windows looking out there, and he's their sauna or something. And somebody said, hey, John, there's a deer out here. So he goes out. Oh. He's buck naked, puts on cowboy boots, puts on his cowboy boots, walks out in the snow and blasted, <laughs> blasted deer that's looking in the window. There's some stories about him, oh. man. There's some stories about him. The the Tony Gwynn quote is the greatest. Uh, he's he's with the Padres and he's a rookie, and all these hillbillies from a couple of buses and drunks from Keister come up to watch him play, and Luis in the first game, 
Luis Salazar is playing left instead of him. Mm -hmm. It's a doubleheader. It's a twenty-nine doubleheader. And all these hillbillies are screaming uh, ethnic slurs at Salazar. Get Croc out here. And Tony Gwynn's quote after the game was, yeah, those fans from Keister, he said, uh, he said they, they all had hair on their face and they were missing teeth and those were just the women. He said, Wow. But uh, anyway, wow. so we were able to get stories like that going to Keister. It was great. I, what happened to Kruk? I miss him. Is he doing Phillies games? He's doing uh, local games for somebody? Well, he was working for, was it MLB Network? Hold on. I gotta yeah, look but they it. got rid of him. I mean, was it, he was he was one of their main guys for a few years, but I, I think maybe he's working for a team. Let me see if I can find it here. Because yeah, I, I did. I saw him randomly doing a game, and I, I don't remember. But recently, I'm trying to say, you know, uh, I can't find it here. Mm -hmm. Oh, you just Google him, and all <laughs> <laughs> the stories that pop up. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was a fun team. That was a great World Series too. Yes, yeah, it was. was. It was hellacious. I was out in the left field uh, auxiliary press box for that game, and uh, Carter's home run. They hit, hit, hit his home run right out there. Was that, that was, a decent view at the old Sky Dome? Oh yeah, what a ball game! And then we had Molly. You know, was sure ripping it up and had had the good local angles. So. He was the MVP. Wasn't Eisenreich he? and Molly. Molly was the yeah. MVP. That's what I thought. Why did he have twelve hits or I something? No idea. But yeah, yeah, I couldn't get him out. Yeah. So uh, anyway. Uh, the Fighting Twinks and the Cardinals, uh, Homer Bailey, and uh, what do you think, Rich Hill? Why did they push him back? Is he because was was he scheduled to be he was back scheduled by now? To pitch Saturday, but because he was set back from the beginning of the year before COVID hit, right? Because he had yeah, arm oh, issues. Yeah, he wasn't, but they thought he'd be back in June or so. Okay, so. okay. So he's ready to go, but they didn't start him in Chicago, and they might have looked ninety degrees left-handed hitter pitcher. Against the White Sox, they're mostly right. That powers their thunders all mm -hmm. right-handed, basically. Mm -hmm. Grandall's lefty, but uh, I, they got a couple of lefties. But it's mostly the right-handed. They just pushed it back. So we get Homer on Tuesday. Oof. I didn't like what I saw on Wrigley, and then uh, you kind of made that clear. Rich Hill on Wednesday. Yeah, I've softened up. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't want him deported anymore. Or something. But. Uh, Hopefully we'll be playing. Hopefully baseball's yeah. Manfred's not going to panic because of this. They, they had to realize when they started flying people all over that positive tests that were going something to was going to happen and some team was going to be affected. And if you overreact right now and say we're shutting her down for three days, you might as well forget it. Yeah, because you're not going to go throughout. You know, you just got to tell the Marlins get it under control and uh, you know. Come up with the best team you can, and we'll try to play Friday. Because what's the rule, the roster rule now this year? I well, know you can call teams, you know, if guys get sick, you can call people from that taxi squad. There's, that's what I was wondering. There's 60. Yeah, I mean, the, those taxi squads are all working out someplace else, you know. But do they, so do they have to stay up for a certain amount of time like they would have in years past? I or? don't know what kind of special COVID, uh, okay. you know. Things they have, but but if these guys test positive, I think they got a quarantine for fourteen days. Right. So. Yeah. So, and they have to test yeah. negative twice. Is that correct? Before they can yeah, return to play. Yeah, but they can test during that fourteen day period. They don't. You know, they can they can be ready to go at the end of that fourteen day okay. period if okay. they test <laughs> negative. I I saw the uh, fellas that were originally. Uh, <laughs> 
Originally uh, named as being positives for Miami, okay. and they were down. Miami, I believe, was training in Miami for those three weeks okay. before they went to Philly. Now they might add an exhibition game somewhere. I think they did in Atlanta. They had Atlanta, an exhibition in Atlanta. Right. And uh, I don't know. They, they they seem to be youthful fellas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're in Miami, Yep, yep. and they tell you, now, fellas, be careful out there. But then they hear that salsa music and they say, <laughs> you know, what harm could it be? Right, I'm just when go I go to the club, I'll socially distance. Well, maybe uh, they were just going out for chicken wings. Yes. Like, yeah. uh, what's his like, name? Like uh, Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Lou Williams. I know. Whenever I go to Atlanta <laughs> and I want chicken wings, I look for the nearest dance club. See? You, maybe we're underrating the food Lou, at the exotic Lou, dance yeah, club. Yeah, right. <laughs> What an idiot. I love their sauce. Yes. Oh, God. I went for food. Lou, say nothing. Stand mute. Don't say anything. I I refuse to comment. What a dummy. Oh, God bless professional athletes. Yeah, uh, they are beautiful. So, uh, anyway, Nelly Cruz, man. Fun to have him. He did test positive seven years ago, so... I guess that. we can forgive him. He's been tested for a lot of times. Amazing that uh, he's got the still good, still can get to some of those pitches, man. Well, the one he golfed in the blowout loss after mm-hmm. Keiko came out of the yeah. game, that thing was at his shoe. Yeah. Well, plus yesterday he not Saturday he popped one up and it damn near went out in yeah. right field. You know that's what told me the ball's back though when. Uh, I guess it was a Wrigley Field game when uh, Eddie uh, Eddie's home run didn't. Uh, no, no, it was the inter squad game Monday. Okay, uh, Eddie, you know, kind of flipped one, and it ended up in the flowers, which they don't have flowers now. And then Avila looked to me like he hit it ten feet short of the fence, and it went twenty feet up in the stands. And I said, Ah, that's the same baseball. I love a guy like Avila. That yeah. knows what his role is on the yes. team. Where he let that pitch hit his elbow and well, yeah, job's done. <laughs> he's a really good guy. Oh, I, I talked bet. to him a couple of times I in bet. spring training. He's uh, and you know what? He's uh, talking to him. I listened to him talk about baseball. Uh, somehow I was on a uh, listen to the MLB Network this winter, and they had him in talking about how he had to change as a catcher and framing, and he's considered a really good framer. Mm-hmm. And and he talked about 20 minutes about and It was really insightful stuff. I told him that. I thought he was really good. And uh, I also talked to his dad, and I'd say uh, Alex is a smarter baseball man than his dad who runs the Tigers, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, Al is a really nice guy. Yeah. But uh, old school right there. Did he play too? Did Al, his dad uh, play? I think played in Mexico or okay, something. Okay, but not. Is it never... Mexico? I think he's from Mexico. I'm no, not he's, sure. he's from this country, I I'm think. Not sure. But he was, I think his I think his parents are from Mexico or Got something. It. Got but, it. But anyway, uh hopefully we're playing Tuesday and uh I will not be at the opener. Oh, boy. Uh the uh strib is restricted to three people and it's not my day to write. So uh You said ceiling. So Sid and I, number one and number seven, really BBWA won't be there. Wow. And I don't know if I've ever missed an opener that I wasn't at the Masters. I missed a few I missed a few home openers because of the Masters, but I don't think I've ever missed a home owner beyond that. 
Now, I missed a couple, I guess, in the year. I, I was at the first one, the second one, and then I was working. So I uh, 63, 4, I, I might have missed some of those before I went to work as a as a newspaper man. Okay. But uh, I don't think I missed one since, uh, I don't think I've missed a home opener since 65. Wow. And I hit a couple before then. So, I mean, except for Masters. Masters. I missed, I missed yeah. four or five because I was in Augusta. So, uh, so, uh, but you know what? There's nothing. It's just a ball game this year, right? Right. I mean, it's fun to have a home game. It's an asterisk. You're yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just a home game. It's just. Yeah. I mean, it's just a ball game. They can do a bunch of crap beforehand. By the way, 60th season. Yes. I'm sure they had some stuff planned, but it's. No I like the patch. I like the look of the patch. It's patch. a good looking patch. RC. I I didn't realize that was Ryan Costello, the uh, kid who died in New Zealand this oh, off season. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. I, I was wondering. Because at it's first I thought, oh God, don't tell me something happened to Rodney. No, no. That's the first thought yeah. I had. Yeah, it was a very uh, prominent one, though. Usually they're little ones, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess they didn't have room. They got too many patches. Yeah. Anyway, let's play ball. Tomorrow, let's go. Pitching. (laughs) Come on, go get him, Homer. I'll take back everything I said about you. This is Patrick Ricey for my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. I'll bet you don't know what's in your mutual fund or ETF. If you can't take that bet, then you better call my friend, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, to find out. Why? Because Josh frequently sees a common mistake with new clients in that they are allocated as high as 50% in impaired stocks. Now you may be asking, what the heck is an impaired stock? I have no idea, so that is why I work with Josh. Call Josh for your no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to find out how to get the garbage out of your 401k or IRA. Get the garbage out of your 401k or IRA. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608.